0: Hey guys, it's the Mighty Coleslaw here, bringing you another installment of the Mighty Coleslaw podcast, and I'm joined here with my co-host and friend, Mandrew, a.k.a. Andrew. What's going on, guys? <laughs> uh, by the time you guys are seeing this, is it. it's actually going to be airing on Friday the 13th. Ooh. Spooky. Man, uh, all these spooky episodes and all back-to-back, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if uh, people are going to be able to take it. Yeah, it's just uh, predetermined by fate. We don't plan these out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so uh, we we decided to do this episode because it was going to be airing on Friday the 13th, so we wanted to talk a little bit about superstitions. And, you know, we started getting into the research of Friday the 13th and why it's considered spooky and or I I should say unlucky and there's actually a lot of a lot of things written on this do you do you know anything about the origin of it Cole
0: literally going into it I thought it was only something that was recently because of the movies and stuff like that okay. and like I'd also thought because like thirteen is a prime number and like only one and three go into thirteen, and I thought, you know, it's kind of like 13 is an ugly number as it is. Right. But um, yeah, no, I really don't know like what it, what's involved with it. I gotcha. Yeah. So the so the history of it was
1: like really fascinating. Um, it it seems that again it has a couple of different possible origins, but one of them. Was from Norse mythology. Okay, where all of the gods in Valhalla had a dinner party, and there were twelve guests, but Loki, trickster god that he is, decided to show up uninvited, creating the thirteenth guest, Ooh. and then he wound up um, shooting or arranging for one god to shoot another with a with an arrow, and. That God died, and the the earth went dark, and hence an unlucky thirteen, the number the number thirteen. Uh,
0: but since one of the gods got shot, wouldn't that mark it back down to twelve, or did the gods arrive?
1: I I know I think he died, but but I guess because Loki was the thirteenth person to show mm. up, it was considered unlucky. Um, but another sort of religious origin of it is the 13 guests at the last supper oh yeah um which the last supper has a lot of uh superstition and mythology surrounding it which is very interesting yeah like um the if you look at the painting of the last supper judas is knocking over the salt on the table Uh uh-huh and it's believed that that's where that superstition came from, that if you knock over the salt that there's, you know, evil afoot. Right. Untrustworthiness and unluckiness.
0: It seems like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get too deep into this because, you know, I don't want to offend anybody accidentally and all that, but uh, you know, that area of the world, like in the Middle East, like, you know, you have all the, like, almost all the great religions of the world, like the right. most practiced, you got Judaism, you got Christianity and then you have Islamic faiths. And it's it's crazy because like it's one of the oldest parts of the world and it's like so much mystery is, is like shrouded yeah. in that. And then that one window of like the last supper and all like you know you have the salt getting knocked over, you have the last supper and then you have, you know, the persecution of Jesus and then like he dies and then they go to into his tomb and they can't find him like you can't find his body is right. not there and it's just it's crazy how things get linked together you know and, all. and yeah. I sometimes wonder like if sometimes these odd coincidences and like things like that in history link to something that has to be be dealt with like superstitions
1: yeah superstition is a very because when we started talking about like this episode i was thinking about all the the unlucky superstitions that i know and right you know not even just superstitions themselves but how to counteract them like those are superstitions in and of themselves and then you have the good superstitions like the you know not washing uh a Jersey or like a pair of underwear or socks or something. Cause you think that they're lucky for your sports team to win. Oh gosh. You know? <laughs> so it's a, it's a really fascinating topic to, to think about. Um, but yeah, so back to, back to Friday the 13th though. Uh, the number 13 obviously itself was considered very unlucky. Um, but then a lot of cultures also think that Friday, the day is unlucky um
0: really because like you would think it would be a good day because you know everybody always says tgif thank god it's friday or like the everybody's uh looking forward to the weekend and you know friday is like the last day of your punishment and then you get to go home but then again i guess like that's only a modern thing that people had off on like saturday sunday
1: yeah i think so um but Back to, I know you said before we started recording that you know a lot of, uh, like, maritime myths. Yeah. Um, and apparently in some, in some circles, uh, Friday is considered an unlucky day to start any sort of maritime voyage. Yeah. Um, it's considered an ill-omened.
0: Yeah. Thing. I find that everybody always likes to talk about, like, theater people are the most superstitious kind of people. Around because, like, you know, you're not supposed to say uh, the name of a Shakespearean play unless you're actually doing it, right? And well, all we that
1: can say it because we're not in the theater. Yeah,
0: you're, you're not allowed to say it in the
1: theater. Oh my god! I remember first. somebody,
0: somebody. Uh, when I was in Greece, somebody was like pissing me off, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know what? I got to say to that Macbeth, and then everybody's just like, oh! and then I was just like, yeah, I just did that. I said it in
1: when I was in college and we were in a production. I forget what the production was, but I actually said the name of the show in the theater and my director actually made me run around the outside of the theater. And that's supposedly how you're supposed to like break the curse.
0: Oh, or did your theater uh, people ever tell you the story? Like uh, they give you the same old story. You're not supposed to jump off the stage or,
1: no, I've never heard that one. Oh, well, that one, it's like... Because I've jumped off and onto the stage a number of times.
0: <laughs> Apparently, that's a taboo, too. It's supposed to bring, like, bad luck to the show. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard that one. Every time I was in a theater production ever, some there was always some kid that was horsing around jumping in and off the stage and then like and and then you always hear this it's always like when you whenever you hear of a teacher say oh they sat on the desk or whatever it's always some kid named billy who busts his head open (laughs) like why is it his head like why like why couldn't he have broken his leg or his arm or something like that well breaking a
1: leg is considered good luck in theater well, it at least, is at least when you say it. I break a leg. Yeah. yeah. It's not like
0: and you're not like sizing people up like, oh, that guy's a little bit too big. I don't think I could break his leg. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, do you know any uh thing for the superstition of exiting stage left? Is that a superstition? I thought that was just stage direction. I don't know. Well, there there must be like some reason to it. Like why would you not want to exit stage right? Well, because if you're exiting stage
1: left, That's audience right. That's house right. So if you look at the stage as sort of like a a screenshot um, or even like a page of a book, like when you read, you read left to right. So if you're watching action take place on the stage, then I'd imagine moving action forward would be you exiting stage left, which is house right, as the audience is looking at the stage.
0: Now, speaking of the whole left to right thing, were you in school for when they did the left hand was like an abomination? What? You a right with your right hand?
1: What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> you never had that? No. I had this old-ass teacher when I was in kindergarten.
1: So you're saying I'm old?
0: No. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> 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 but um, I had this old teacher uh, named, uh, we'll just say Miss R, because I don't know if, if she's alive or dead. She was old when I had her, so she must be. I mean, that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so I was, I was naturally left-handed, and she was all like, that's taboo that you're right with your left. So I had to learn how to write with my right. Can you still write with your left? Not that good. I mean, I can, huh. but like everything had to be switched right handed. But like everything else, I do with the left side of my brain. Like I, I fight Southpaw. Right. I hit a baseball left handed. I throw a baseball left handed. Like everything else is left, but I write with my right.
1: That's interesting.
0: You know, she said, "Oh, that's the that's the devil's hand" or something like that. And you know, you being a little kid, you're like, "Oh, the devil!"
1: Right. <laughs> That's interesting. No, I never heard that. Of
0: course, the devil could not make me good at playing an instrument or gave me godly talent. It just, uh, he just cursed my hand. Right. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Sorry, you suck. <laughs> Screw you, devil. I notice um, a lot when I was doing research for the show that a lot of things is like based on like, like a lot of the superstitions is based around like the soul, like they. Um, just, like when you break a mirror, the reason why it's bad luck is because back in the Roman times yeah. they believed that the mirror was like a portal into your soul or like it like a soothsayer will guess look into your future through like a mirror. Right. And if you break that, that's like breaking a piece of your soul.
1: Yeah, or your like soul gets like trapped in there. Yeah,
0: and it brings bad luck.
1: Yeah, that is interesting. I I wonder where do you, did it say anything about where like the the seven years of bad luck. Oh, came yeah, from?
0: because they believe that every seven years it um apparently like your soul gets like renewed or it, it's it's about like rebirth in the soul realm or yeah. something like it's something along those lines. Well, yeah, I guess that ties into like
1: something I've heard before that that says like you're not the same person that you were 7 years ago like every Every seven years, kind of the same thing. You you change like you're a completely different person every seven years.
0: Well, let's see. When I was seven years ago, I was 15. Right. Put that in perspective. You know, I definitely wasn't the same person I was when I was 15. I mean, I definitely matured a lot. Right. I was experienced a lot more BS. <laughs> sure. In that window. Well, how about you? Because like I know you're a little bit older than I am. Like, do you think you were the same person you were seven years ago?
1: Yeah. Let's see. Seven years ago, I was 23 years old, so I would have either been in the middle of grad school or just graduated. I would have been 80 pounds heavier. Um, I would have drank a lot more, much, much more immature.
0: Yeah. And really for somebody that was gonna go into grad school like you were still no, i was
1: like in grad school but yeah it was very immature um I mean I, I worked three jobs and I had to like pay my way through school yeah um but you know you still you know you're still drinking and partying and yeah. all that stuff but Th-
0: that makes sense though yeah
1: um but uh yeah it was, it was completely different because here I was like a young kid thinking that like oh, I'm going to get my master's degree and the world's just going to be my oyster. I'm going to get the job that I want. You know, I'm going to be able to move into a place that I want. And I wound up having to move back home with my parents, um, working a retail job with my master's degree and just waiting for something or anything else to happen. But now like now, seven years later I realize I gotta work for it.
0: So what was your master's in?
1: Uh business. Okay. Yeah, just a business. Uh, for some business reason degree.
0: I was set on that you had maybe because like I I think you're just genuinely talented in music. Like I thought you went to for like a music degree, like a performing arts degree. No, we gotta... didn't even
1: they didn't even have a music major at my school until I think I was like halfway through. Oh wow. Yeah, so I didn't even It wasn't even an option but i but i wouldn't have done that anyway because at the time when i when i went into college i was thinking like you know i was gonna run my own company one day and be (laughs) my own boss be a successful entrepreneur
0: i mean we're kind of successful i mean we got a successful podcast this is true this is true but um was there any like test rituals you'd do
1: Test rituals, uh, like no. you know, like
0: to give you good luck. Like no, not really. Um,
1: Hannah, though, she will. She tells me all the time. She literally prays like every single test. Um, you know, like Lord, guide my pencil. Um, help me, help me get a good grade on this test. And she, she does. She's she graduated highest honors.
0: This is gonna be messed up, but I had a similar thing. Yeah. And then I, I was just like, I was in second grade.
1: Did you, did, was it rhyming? Please tell me it rhymed.
0: No, but I was taking this, like, it was, I think it was the New Jersey ask test, like the, the state exams. <laughs> like I was doing that thing, like in Spongebob where I was like, I can do this with some buff. I could do this. <laughs> like, I'm, like, twitching, <laughs> I'm sweating. Cause like I have, I have anxiety and all. Like I was just like, I was yeah. sweating and I was twitching and all. Yeah. And and then I was just like, I was like, Oh my God, what, what should I do? And then my mom, my mom was always like, you know, cause my mom's like Catholic and super religious and stuff. And she's like, if you don't, if you're not sure about something, pray about it. And then I was just like, Jesus help me God, through the answers. And then like my conscience was talking right. and it's like, Cole, the answer is C. And I'm like, I knew it. Thanks Jesus for coming through. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, you know, I was just, like, I'd go through the C's and D's and whatever. Interesting. But another test ritual i do is uh, if I didn't know the answer to the problem, uh, I would write on the... You know how, like, pencils, like a Ticonderoga has each individual side? Yeah. At the, at the top of my pencils, I would always write A, B, C, or D. Okay. And then, like, if I really did not understand the question... I'd roll the pencil, and that's what the answer was like. If it landed on B, I'd just bubble in B.
1: That's so funny. How'd you do on that?
0: It had a 75% success rate of okay. 75 of not being right and 25% <laughs> being right. <laughs> but uh, that was uh, something I used to do. Um, one thing I did when I got to college, right? I, had, uh, I used to have um, this headband, right? Master Drew remembers the headband. Uh, I used to wear it all the time. The
1: Hulkamania one?
0: No, that's not the no. But that that's another ritual. I'll get into that later. But uh, <laughs> I used to have this one, and it was in Japanese calligraphy. It was like number one over top of it. And I used to wear it when I would get real nervous, like for a test in college. Mm -hmm. So I tied that around my forehead and then I would do my test and it gave me like a boost of confidence to get through that. And then whenever I went for like a belt test in martial arts, I would wear it. Or if I was like not feeling it that day, I'd put on the headband and all, but just so you guys know, I did wash the headband. Well, that's good. So I wasn't doing no lucky stench or anything like that. (laughs)
1: Lucky stank.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But uh, the Hulkamania one is just because I like wrestling and it gets, gives me a little bit of a extra fire in my eyes because like, I think of I am the Hulkster and stuff. Yeah, one
1: of the, not so much a, a ritual, but anytime Hannah and I are talking at home and we say something that we think like we're, we're going to jinx something, um, she always makes me like knock on wood. So when we were getting into the podcast research, I was thinking about it and that I saw stemmed from like Celtic culture where they believed that like woodland nymphs and spirits lived inside the trees. And if you were having a run of good luck, you would tap the tree for good luck uh, or for continued luck. But if you started to Brag about something or say something with like overly confidence because of your good luck, then you would have to knock on the tree so that the spirit that lived inside wouldn't uh, bring forth an ironic wrath and just give you bad luck.
0: Right. Now, what if you threatened? The the tree nymph. Like, if you walked up to a tree and was shaking your fist at it and go, give me good luck or else I'll feed you to the wood chipper. <laughs> like,
1: I, I don't know. I, I imagine that they would have considered that faux pas, you know?
0: Yeah, that would be in poor taste. I used to see this girl that was like kind of into like the, the occult and the macabre and stuff like that, and she was a Wiccan, and... um She said like, you know, she was like a tree hugger by like the literal sense. Like she said, if you're feeling angry, you know, just hug a tree it'll take all your stress away. And I can understand like how that could work. Not like it literally takes your stress away. Like your problems are still going to be there regardless if you hug the tree or not. But like, I mean, I guess because like you grab a
1: representation of your stress.
0: Yeah. You can just like, if you grip onto the tree, like I notice if I'm having like a panic attack or something like that, I'll like, if I'm laying in bed, And I'm having, like, a panic attack, like, if I think of something, I'll hold on to the mattress or, like, the blanket, like, real tight and give it, like, the death grip. And I think it helps ground me. Because, like, you know, a tree is solid. It's not going to go anywhere unless you, like, have to uproot it or, like, chop it down. Like, if you just hold on to the tree, like, I could see why that could take away your stress because it's solid and it's like you can grip it as hard as you want because you know you're just one person you're not going to able to rip it out or
1: yeah well there's a there's a, like a physical manifestation of of stress that happens you know when you're stressed mentally that starts to take shape in you know how you're feeling and what your body does so i feel like when you engage your body into doing something else, whether that's gripping a bed or hugging a tree or hugging another person or working out or whatever it could be that distracts you. And that, that makes your body and your muscles focus on something else. Yeah. So they're not really, uh, w- burdened by the stress that you're feeling. Yeah.
0: And it gives you that like one thing to pin on. Another thing that, uh, thing she used to do is, uh, every time there was like a full moon, she used to do this thing. She would fill up like a mason jar, and then like it was like uh, full water, and then she'd leave it like by her windowsill or like out on her porch. And it would she would call it like moonbeam water. The moonbeams would hit the water, and like it allegedly did something. I don't I don't remember exactly what it did, but it, it like allegedly had like soul healing properties. A lot of these superstitions, I know. Tie in with the soul. Like, a lot of things are always talking about, like, there's another physical plane of existence that is like your soul and your, like, mind and stuff. So, I think a lot of these superstitions are trying to unravel, like, why we are the way we are, like, trying to heal this, like, manifestation of yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, and that all probably comes from some sort of, you know, ancient mythology, like the. Like the Greeks or the Romans or something like that, um, or Norse, you know. But all all of these cultures have different mythologies, and you know, even to back to the Friday the Thirteenth thing again. In in some cultures, it's not even Friday that's considered unlucky. It's right for for the Greeks, it's Tuesday, and that's because it's considered uh, the day of Ares, the god of war. Uh huh. Um, So, uh, you know, I guess that's a sense of, you know, ill ill boating for that. And then Italians don't, you know, they consider Friday unlucky, but it's not the 13th. It's the 17th.
0: Really? Why is it the 17th? Um,
1: Some believe that when you like write it out in its Roman numerals, it's X, V, I, I, which if you rearrange, uh, says something along the lines of like, I have lived which is an omen of death. Um, so they consider that to be an unlucky number.
0: You would think it would be something like the Ides of March or the 11th of March because of Julius Caesar. And Julius Caesar was the one that pre- predominantly made the calendar yeah. that we use today, that most of the world uses today. Yeah, well, the Ides of March was on the 15th. Yeah, I thought it was the 11th. It sounds like Ides, like Ides one. I I
1: no see I think March 11th and I think of the the band 311.
0: Oh, do they have a song called that? March no, no, is it when the, their band the date, got
1: the date is 311. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, you you have some uh, maritime myths that I want to hear about because the, the one one of the ones that I always have heard of is the the red sky.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that goes back to even like biblical times. So, it's, you know, it, it all depends on like whether like a storm is going to hit when you're when you're going to go out the sea. There's a lot of things about the like sea, like you know, they it's mostly around like storms and stuff like that. When they say like the sea is a cruel mistress, sailors back in the day thought that the woman, like uh, this the ocean the spirit of the ocean was a woman. So like bringing a female on board was considered bad luck. And so when they would have a, a female come aboard the ship, they would disguise her as a man and stuff like that. Because they thought if another woman, like, you know, the, the sea was selfish. And, you know, if you brought another woman on board, you know, the sea should be your only, your main bay. Yeah, right, Can't right. be bringing all these side Jones. No, no side pieces yeah side pieces on the boat to put it, <laughs> to put it roughly but that's also why they you notice on like pirate ships and stuff like that they have a woman with her exposed breasts on the yeah. on the okay. front part of the boat is because they thought that it would shock the spirit of the sea to see a naked woman on the ship that it would not cause any storms or mishaps to happen
1: okay interesting that's an interesting theory What else you got?
0: Uh, Another one is like uh, albatrosses. Like if you see an albatross, that's like uh, the spirit of a sailor that had met his fate to the sea. Really? Yeah. Well, if you notice, um, they they say like, you know, seagulls only go out the sea to die. Okay. So probably a lot of people noticed that happening. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh no, that must be like... Or a fallen comrade. Or something like that. An omen. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you got to think, like, you're out... Like, back when sailing was, like, hugely popular. You got to think, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Right. On the water. Waves crashing. Poor hygiene. You're probably going crazy from hunger, food, bad rationings, like, diphtheria, typhus, scurvy... All sorts of things. Yeah. You know, happening. So probably it was a combination of that and, like, cabin fever. And also, like, that's probably why a lot of sailors, like, in ancient times were, like, superstitious about everything. Right. Like, you can't whistle on a boat because it's, like, bad luck. But from what I've read, a lot of people think that it's just because, like, if you're whistling on a boat and, like, you you know, you're whistling, like, you'll get on everybody's nerves. And then they just like, the captain's like, quit that whistling and probably made up like that. It brings bad luck. Cause they go, Oh no, I don't want to do that. Then, uh, have you ever read the Odyssey?
1: Yes. I had to for my AP Latin class.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you remember when, um, Odysseus and his crew, right. were going in between, um, Sculia and then the other one, Mm -hmm. the one with, there was one that had like tentacles, that were dog heads. Yeah. And then the other one was like a giant pit monster. Yep. And then um so I think that stems from like stories of people seeing giant squids wash up on the on the shore. Right. I think that's what that was. And then right around Greece, there is like riptides and stuff like that and naturally occurring whirlpools. So that's where I think that legend comes from. A lot of things with the uh, Odyssey, and I noticed with sailing and all, because like I I like to think of like, it's crazy to believe with like our minds now. And you look back at like things right around that time. I'm not saying the Odyssey is real, but like you can like people used to believe in Greek gods and stuff like that. And you would think, like you know, although that doesn't sound true, but then again, they don't know as much as we do, right? So they really they, they have think
1: access that, to as much information.
0: Yeah, there's like you know, they would really think like, oh, there could be some like tentacled monster that lives yeah. out in the sea, or there is this like whirlpool monster that will suck you down in the Varia. But uh, another thing is, uh, I want to talk about is like you know the sirens. Right. You know, I think out of anything that is like plausible in the sea, it would be I think sirens. You think so? Yes, because of that like I don't think they're real in the sense of like there's really bird women that like mess with your senses or water nymphs that you know will eat you I think it's like you know how like in a mirage like when you're having like a heat stroke and like you can see like a water oasis in the desert yeah or something like that I think it has one of those effects because like once again you're on a you're on a boat with a bunch of men bad health miserable time you would want a woman on board not gonna divulge why you would want a woman on board (laughs) Cole. Uh for, PG for for 13. good conversation, for good conversation and uh and uh and a Lembert. nice dinner party and, and a nice dinner party but she doesn't have to cook the dinner <laughs> well, <laughs> But like then, you know you know might have, you, you, you get somebody with a mirage and then people like come back and go, Oh my god, like when I was at the sea, like we stumbled upon this like these rocks with these beautiful women and stuff on the war on right. the rocks and all and like it reminded me of home because it reminded me of the women I've seen in Greece and <laughs> stuff like that yeah. not Greece the musical but Greece and ancient Greece <laughs> yeah they didn't know about Greece the musical back then <laughs> they, they had uh, uh, they had uh, a heat it they had chills and they were multiplying <laughs> and then we we lost control of the ship nope 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um, that song's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the day now oh gosh thanks
0: yeah another thing uh, I did about like see research and stuff like that getting in the this is going to be like s- s- legends and rituals and stuff I've done research on by the way I, re- I remember reading a class about um, Christopher Columbus's like journal and stuff like that when he said we saw mermaids but they're not what you think they are mm-hmm and a lot of people speculate that, like, in the Caribbean, they started seeing, like, uh, manatees. Okay. And they thought that they were mermaids because, you know, the the tails look like a mermaid tail. Right. But, like, you know, they're kind of ugly. Manatees. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> they don't have feelings. You don't know that? Uh, well uh, well, uh, there I just apologized (laughs) are you sure (laughs) there we go (laughs) but you know it's just crazy because like you know a lot of these myths and all about the sea probably come from like people that have gone mad out there
1: yeah most definitely yeah back to like superstitions and stuff were there any like growing up that your parents uh, sort of told you or kind of like made you heed, like, don't do this. It's bad luck.
0: Uh, Definitely like, uh, like shoes on the table. Right. I, 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 I don't, I still don't know why to this day. I don't know why mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's an Italian thing. You don't put new shoes on the table or, or right. something like that. I mean, I, I thought it was because you don't want your, like where your feet have been on the that would make like sense. Where you eat your dinner, but like apparently it has something to do with death or all right. these like superstitions have extremes. It's always death. It's right. well, Death. I mean, it's I never think that's like the most extreme extreme, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. Maybe getting sodomized by a rusty fishing knife would be like an extreme. <laughs> that's pretty extreme. Yeah. Where yeah. how did you come up with that one? I don't know. That's been my catchphrase lately. What? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
1: No, yeah, I think I think shoes on the table is a is a big one that like a lot of people experience growing up. I also think um you know, don't open up an umbrella inside. Like that's another big one, that's bad luck. The Yeah. Um uh what else?
0: A black cat crosses your path. You right. have you had to go the long way around because that deals with like witches and stuff.
1: Yeah, all that good stuff. Um I saw one with the um, with the ladder, you know, not walking under a ladder, it's said that, like, traditionally, or, or even, like, if you have o- older-style ladders that are just one piece... Yeah. Um, when they're leaning against the wall, the ladder plus the shadow it creates on the wall and the shadow that creates on the floor, that creates a triangle, which is said to symbolize the Holy Trinity, and it's a symbol of life. Yeah. And were you to walk under that, it breaks that symbol... And it breaks that triangle, and it's a bad omen.
0: I used to think it was just because, like you know, if you're walking under a ladder, you know, you're so close to the ladder itself that, like, if you might accidentally nudge it and knock the person off the ladder, right? Well,
1: yeah, it is also dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, apparently uh, there's some some symbolism there. Um, there's another with I, I I got into a lot of worldly superstitions. So there was one that uh, in Brazil, and if we have any Brazilian listeners, you can tell us whether this is true or not. Um, but leaving or or putting a purse on the table was considered bad luck; that it would make you poor.
0: I know one like that's money related is like in England and stuff like that in the olden days they used to put pennies on your eyes, so you could pay the guy at the River Styx for, yeah. for your passage.
1: Yeah, well, that wasn't just England. That was, like, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but that's again, that stems back to where you look at Greek mythology. You know, when they when they die, they needed to pay a toll to Hades to, yeah. to, to, for the River Styx, or at least the boatman to get them across the River Styx to Hades. Yeah. Um, there were some others that in Denmark... Uh, and again, we, if we have any Danish listeners, let us know. Um, but actually, if you broke a dish, like broken dishes on a friend's doorstep, like if you were to leave them on your friend's doorstep, it actually symbolizes like luck within the friendship, and you'll have like a fortunate, good friendship. So I thought that was interesting. Spain and some other countries and cultures uh, have a superstition of like eating if you eat like 12 grapes at midnight on new year's uh-huh. um, it symbolizes uh, good luck in, in a new year um, there's a lot of interesting ones i the one I keep coming back to uh-huh. as we as we were getting into this episode is uh, not stepping on the crack or you're breaking your mama's back yeah. I, like, is that an actual superstition, or was that just, like, a funny, clever rhyme that somebody came up with one day?
0: When I did research on that one, that one was just, like, that was the most disappointing fact one ever. Because the, the, the video I watched, they said, oh, it was just published in a book. Oh, that's lame. And I'm like, that's lame. Like, I thought, like, you know, it would have, like, a, a, a little story about, like, a a kid named Billy who busted his head open a couple times <laughs> and then like he walked and stepped on a crack and then his mom broke her mom it broke his mom's back
1: right i saw a great tiktok video and i don't have tiktok i don't plan on getting tiktok but yeah. like, they circulate the internet um but i saw a great tiktok video of you know this kid walking with his family with his parents and they're walking in a parking lot somewhere and the dad says You know, oh, watch out for that crack. You know, don't step on it or you break your mama's back. The kid had to be like eight or under. Uh huh. And the kid just, without missing a beat after his dad says that, just sticks his foot out and stomps right down on the crack. And then the TikTok was like,
0: "Oh, this kid's savage!"
1: Like uh-huh. they had like the little camera shake going with some like gangster rap music.
0: I, I thought this was gonna be all like, and then the mom just goes over and goes, oh!
1: See, now that would have been a funny TikTok, yeah, but that would have
0: actually required uh, uh skill to make. Right, but
1: this <laughs> one was still funny because it's like just like the kids, like, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck." Yeah.
0: Like. <laughs> Every time I think of, like, don't step on a crack or you break your mom's back, I always think of that Fairly Odd Parents episode where they go around causing bad luck. I was
1: literally thinking about that episode on the drive over here Yeah, today. and then
0: I remember when they had the plumber fixing the toilet, and then Timmy's dad sees his plumber's crack, and yeah. then, like, he goes against the man and then chases him yeah. down the street. Yeah. <laughs> that episode always comes up when I'm on an escalator, too, because they're like, we should have went the escalator land, and then they were on the escalator with Bill Clinton. They're like... Where's the as? Where do we? When do we get on escalator land? You're already there. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, now, do you know why they have the salt and you throw it over your left shoulder if you knock over the salt? Um, I just started to look into that a
1: little bit. I think it's it's similar to the like the salt circles that you yeah. see, like to ward off evil spirits. I think it's just a, a variation on that. Um, but I don't know how the two got combined. Like, I don't know how, like if you knock over salt, it's considered bad luck. So let me throw it over my shoulder to ward off the evil spirits. Like, I I don't know where that became a thing and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it like you're supposed to only throw it over your left shoulder? Yeah. Your
0: left shoulder. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's interesting to me. They, they have something similar in Italy where you're, when you go to throw a coin into the Trevi fountain. Um, like in Rome, and you make a wish on your coin, uh-huh. you have to throw it in a certain way. Now, and I haven't been there in years, so I can't remember. But I'm fairly certain it's with your left hand over your left shoulder. But otherwise, if 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 you don't do it that way, the then the wish won't come true. I didn't know
0: you went to Italy.
1: Yeah, I've been twice. Uh, the first time was um, in high school after... Um, after Thanksgiving, and we spent a few days in Sorrento, which is just north of uh, the Napoli Bay. Uh huh. You can literally, like, from our hotel balcony, you could see Mount Vesuvius, mm. um, which was pretty neat. And then, on the way down to Rome from Sorrento, we we stopped in Pompeii, which was a really surreal experience. Mm. And then, um. The second time I went was in college and I was following the the pilgrimage of Saint Augustine, because I went to an Augustinian college. Okay. And Saint Augustine used to be like a pagan. He used to be real like uh uh-huh. real uh lecherous kind of young young man uh-huh. getting into all sorts of trouble and then he suddenly found God. Yeah. Um
0: like you do. Like
1: you do. <laughs> and well it was it was from a kid he had heard he was like out in the garden and from the next garden over there were children out in the backyard um and they were chanting tole lege tole lege which means take up and read so he literally uh-huh. picked up uh the bible and started reading it and had like a religious epiphany and oh, from wow. that moment on became extremely religious um but from there, he went on a pilgrimage from from Milan. Um, and then he went down into Tuscany. Well, the, the place, it's just outside of Tuscany. Yeah. Um, but the, the place is called San Gimignano. Um, and then he goes into Rome. Uh-huh. So the second time I went to Italy, we sort of followed that same path. We spent a few days in Milan, which is beautiful. Um, and then you go down into san Gimignano, which is this really secluded city um yeah and it, the, it's got walls all around it like you have to g- pass through the walls uh-huh. to to get to get there um and then from there we went down into rome and that was the second time i had been to rome and, th- and that's always fun i would love to go back Yeah, but
0: I'd like to go in general. Yeah, I like to go to Naples, where my family's from.
1: Yeah, I highly recommend to anybody, like any chance you can get, to travel to Italy. It's it's gorgeous. It's full of history and culture. And yeah, is that the only
0: foreign country you've been to? Or
1: no, I've been to uh, Greece, and I've been to Turkey. While I was in Greece, like Turkey was like less than a day because the um I. I did a cruise to like different Grecian islands. Oh, okay. Um, and one of the stops on the cruise was Ephesus in Turkey.
0: Uh, was it? So was it mainland Turkey or was it an island that Turkey owned?
1: No, it was. I'm pretty sure it was mainland Turkey. Okay. Um,
0: I want to go to Istanbul because in, in in Istanbul or Constantinople, whichever one you prefer, they have the world's first ever human map. Like oh, a map cool. that a human ever made. That's in, neat. In the Istanbul mu- museum. That's very cool.
1: And then I've been. I've also been to uh, the United Kingdom. So I've been to London, Scotland, or England,
0: Scotland. Mm. Um, I was supposed to this summer. I was supposed to go to Toronto, mm-hmm. but COVID happened, and yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't go.
1: Yeah, I've not I've not been to Canada, uh, but I also haven't been to Disney World. So
0: I've been to Disney World. Did not live up to its height. <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe because I went when I was like sixteen, maybe. So uh, I was like, apparently
1: there's like, there's like levels to it because I have friends, um, who are older. Like, you know, I'm thirty. I've got a, a few friends that are in, in like their forties. Yeah, and it's like you do Disney as an adult. Like, you get to go to all like the restaurants and drink the drinks. And, yeah, you know. yeah. I what I never understood was the people who bring. Uh, like infants, to to
0: Disney, they're not gonna remember it. Right. Or like, like what's the point? Or like people, kids that are five and under, like, right? They're not gonna really remember it. Remember it, right? But Man, um, we've kind of gone off topic here. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any Disney superstitions? Um,
1: I don't know. Someday the prince will come.
0: One of the biggest things I uh getting into like I guess a Disney superstition I heard is like they had Walt Disney's apartment and they said, "Oh my god, you can see the ghost of Walt Disney." And all that and like me living in several haunted houses, I was just like, "I'm going to be the first one to see him." Right. And I stared and I stared and I stared for like a good 15 minutes. No ghost. No ghost. No ghost. Come on, Walt. Come on, Walt, wake up. (laughs) Help us out here. But yeah, uh, superstitions are just crazy in general. you think? Like, it's just, like, there's never a modern one, either. Like, there's never, like...
1: Well, it depends what your definition of modern is, because some of the ones that I was researching, especially, like, Friday the 13th, that might not have come to fruition until, like, the 20th century. Mm. You know, I know we're in the 21st now, but, like... Barely. Well, is there one from like
0: 1985?
1: Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, (laughs) when you consider that the world has been around for twenty-one centuries. The twentieth is still relatively modern. Yeah, you know, even though it's a thousand or uh, wow, yeah, a thousand, a hundred years. Well, span.
0: It, well, technically, it's older than that. Like, well, if, yes, if we're but, talking I about mean, like human history, like if we're well, no, because like that's only recording from the from anodominine is the twenties. So it's like the after, after, after Christ right. and odominine up. Right, that's only like A.D. history. Yeah, that's There's true. There's still like a couple thousand before that. That's true. B.C. and B.C. or B.C.E. before Common Era.
1: Yeah. So wouldn't it be like A.C.E. now?
0: Yeah, after Common Change Era. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Or is it just C.E.
0: Uh, common. Yeah. I feel like
1: it would be Common, common Era. Era and then before yeah, before Common Era. Yeah, because yeah, I'm trying to think about when I folks. when I do
0: stuff like archival work at the museum. Like, do we put it like B.C.E. Or CE, um, right? Because like when we put up display things, like usually what we'll do is like CE, common era, and also AD. Because like the because like the whole mentioning like before Christ or after Christ, you know the that only became like a a recenter thing. Like the past like sixty years, yeah, I would say was when people stopped doing the whole after Christ and before Christ making I mean the but, but, but the thing is that's like weird about it is they mark it on those like particular dates that they still do. like they don't pick oh this random time like, right honestly i would i would say that it should be history should be marked as the roman republic like that's the end of the BC and then the Roman Empire up cuz like that seems like two different shifts in how western ideology works.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It is it's it's so interesting how how closely everything sort of ties back to religion. Yeah. You know, when you look at when you look at mythology, all that mythologies for for all the different cultures is based on their gods. Yeah. Um Jesus, I mean the Bible. Look, like <laughs> you had you had entire civilizations built around this concept of religion and yeah the God. holy Roman Empire right you um,
0: had um you had like the Muhammad and like his his de- descendants you know they created the Muslim empires you yeah. had like you had the biggest uh empire in the world the mongols right were Islamic and like you have like these big I emphasize the Mongols because everybody thinks it's the Romans. (laughs) But it was actually the Mongols that were the biggest empire. Yes. But we're not going to get into that. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you know, you have, like, people like um, the Ottomans. The Ottomans, they were an Islamic empire. A lot of these great empires are, like, based off of religion.
1: Yeah, so it kind of makes you wonder, you know, at that point, like, I feel like that can probably be the basis for a majority of these superstitions. Yeah. And really anything, like any sort of ritual or superstition or belief or anecdote, literally anything, could probably just be traced back to that particular culture's religion religion and religious beliefs.
0: was so crazy. Um, even like people, like you know, I was thinking, "Well, is the United States like that?" But I remember that when Kennedy was elected, it was kind of historic because like he was the first Catholic president. Right. Most of the other presidents were Protestant.
1: Yeah, or or some other variation of like Christianity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and I mean, come on, like, does the United States do that? I mean, we're getting away from it. I think. I think there's less of an emphasis on it, Uh Um, but I mean, I don't know about you, but through most of my schooling, we still said the Pledge of Allegiance every day.
0: Yeah, I remember. Like, I know it's been a hot button issue now, but I remember when I was a kid. I don't know if you you would remember this more, but I remember being in second grade and they said that Congress was going to vote, or at least what the teacher said. You can never trust teachers, but <laughs> she gave out homework. But uh, anyways, she was going. She was saying like, "Oh, we might ha- have to do the Pledge of Allegiance anymore because in the opening of the Pledge of Allegiance." It says, like, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic with which it stands, one nation under God. The, right. like, well, God what... part, they were trying to say, well, is that something to do with? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a whole, like, separation
1: of church and state thing. And yeah. It's when you look at why why we came over from or, or why most of the original settlers, I don't want to, you know. Uh, most of like the European settlers that came over, they were trying to escape religious perse- persecution because yeah. they didn't believe in the, the hardline approach that their country was taking to religion. So they came over here to sort of enjoy what they believe. And that was, sort of served as the backbone really yeah. of how the country was
0: founded, which and is crazy because like they say, like all oh, the pilgrims but well, the pilgrims were like super religious knots. Like they were right. Yeah. Overly religious. Like they went when they went, I think they went to Holland or the Netherlands, one of the two. And they went there because like, they didn't originally plan to go to the new world. Right. They, fr- or they originally went to Holland they stayed there for a little while they didn't like it and then they moved they went back on the boat and went to America and then you know the rest is history, yeah history
1: yeah I mean so I, I do I think it's fascinating like uh, everything can probably be traced back to religion you know to the different cultures, the stories that those cultures tell yeah you know um, their their beliefs everything.
0: Once again, it gets kind of to like that point. Like, um, I feel like humans, as ourselves, always are looking for why are we here. Like, kind of right. a, a self looking in, and religion is a, a a good way for a lot of people to find those answers yeah, to why we're here and how we function and what we are.
1: Yeah, they need a way to sort of rationalize it. Yeah, and make it make sense. Um, yeah, it, it almost, too, makes you wonder what the history books are going to say about, like, this chapter of the world, <laughs> you know, because...
0: I, I feel like it's going to be, like, a lot like uh, the past pandemics, where, like, you know, it's, like, you know, you think of the Black Plague, right? Mm-hmm. And you think of plagues, like, we we as humans have... Majored a plague every 100 years. There's been like some kind of new right pandemic that has come. Like the previous one was the Spanish flu. Yeah. Was that, that was the epidemic. Then you had three different cholera outbreaks before that. And then you had the black plague and you had this plague, the plague of Jerusalem, this one, this one. <laughs> right. Like it, you had like tons of plagues every couple hundred years. Yeah. So this one will probably.
1: It, it almost makes you wonder, too. Like, is there anything to religion? Like, is, is it actually like the great flood? You know, is, yeah. it, it, is it a higher power sort of cleansing, trying to like clean the slate and start over?
0: I honestly thought that we were seeing the beginning stages of rapture. You think so? Like, I thought, just because of how everybody is so angry all the time. Yeah. And, like, hostile towards one another. Like, families are turning against families. Yeah. And stuff like that. There's a great, like, illness going around. And people are dying. And you're finding out, like, the evils of the world. Like, you know, like, people on like, Epstein's Island. Right. Things like that. And I thought, like, oh, this is, like, the beginning part of Rapture. Like, I thought, you know, this is the beginning of the end. Like, I thought that, you know, we're going to slowly implode in (laughs) on ourselves.
1: Well, I don't know too, too much about slowly, but.
0: (laughs) I'm just trying to keep people hopeful out there. (laughs) Yeah, no, I got you.
1: But, no, I I agree. Like, Um, I
0: thought, you know, this was going to be the end. Like, I thought, you know, like, everybody was going to. Like, I don't know if it would have been extinction of all mankind. Right. But, you know, I thought it was like the United States itself was done. Like I thought, you know, we were gonna have another civil war and like it was just gonna be mass chaos.
1: Hey, well the verdict's still out on that one. You don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I've I've also heard in recent news that Texas wants to become its own republic again. Hey, so we, I, I, we got, got a
1: month and a half left of 2020. I mean, really, anything, anything,
0: anything could happen, and I wouldn't be surprised by it. Yeah. Like, so much of bad things have happened: the pandemic, race riots, protests, race, yeah, race riots, protests. A lot of these like protests, like I'm, I feel like you know it's such a shame that like people are still fighting over these issues that we all learned about when we were kids. Right. That you know it's not right to treat somebody differently because of the color of their skin. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, so many people like, you know, forget these lessons and it's kind of sad. Yeah, it like, is. Like, you know, it's it's a pity that, you know, that we have to fight each other all the time because of these like differences that really don't mean anything.
1: Yeah, they they really don't. I mean, it's a it's a biological difference, you know, and it comes from where you happen to live on the planet yeah. you know, or where your ancestors happen to live on the planet. It doesn't make anybody less than it doesn't make anybody greater than, yeah. you know, it's just, it, it's really pathetic to see all of the, the fighting and everything that it causes. And I
0: honestly thought that this pandemic was either going to have one or two or two effects. I thought it was going to a do what it's doing now and divided everybody. hmm. Or B, I thought we were really going to see when everything opened back up. I thought people were finally going to get along. Like, I thought this would have been the thing. Because, like, you know, we're smarter. We live in an age of technology. You could also argue that the technology makes us dumber. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, (laughs) we have readily available things. We have already have information that it's, like, you know, there's not, like... Back then, when they thought like different races because of a human skull or something like that, when that was just a bunch of hogwash, mm. that like people were not as superior just because of their race, yeah, and it's, stuff. And it's it's really just anything. It's just, it's just a shame that like people are still fighting over this petty, stupid shit when yeah. we could be worrying about so much other things.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's plenty more to be worried about.
0: And I hate that like there's no growth in people anymore. Like there's never anybody that can like learn a lesson from this or like once you say something it's final. Like there's no there's no acceptance of change.
1: Yeah. Well, everybody views everything from a from like a full cup. You know, the yeah. Saying that you can't you can't fill from a you can't well you can't fill from it. What is it? You can't fill from an empty cup. Yeah. It's. It's tough to sort of listen to new information when you think that you already know everything that needs to be known. I I never understood the the whole division. Yeah, with with different races, you know. I I grew up in a predominantly black area. Yeah, so a lot of the kids that I played with, like when I when I did go outside and play, uh-huh. um, they were black, and yeah, didn't matter like just having fun yeah you know and a lot of it's funny i actually found like a lot of old like school pictures like from kindergarten first grade second grade stuff like that um and a lot of those pictures growing up like those kids are you know you look at half the classroom and it's uh black they're you know they're different races yeah you know and i i never thought anything of it Growing up, uh-huh. I, I would never think that somebody is less than just because of how they look.
0: Yeah, but then again, that's the good part about your upbringing. You grew up around a lot, right. of, a lot of black people and like different races than you. Know, like, I find myself very fortunate that like you know my best friend of all time, like my ride or die friend, mm-hmm. is from his parents and are from Guatemala and he's like Hispanic and right. all and like I always grew up like going over my friend's house and like they were Spanish and they had Spanish tradition Spanish food and yeah all this now, was stuff that,
1: was that your friend from
0: your uh, scary movie yes video? that was the same friend that, you <laughs> know we've been friends since we were babies basically Very cool, cool. You know, it's funny because of how much similarities we have. Because, like, my siblings are way older than me, and uh, his siblings are way older than them. Right. The way we met is um, actually because my sister used to date his brother. Okay. And they were teenagers, and we were, like, real little kids. Right, right, right. So, you know, they always, like, brought us together, and we hung out. And then yeah. we stayed friends even after they broke up. And, well, that's cool. You know, I would like to think that, you know, that had a lot... To do with how I am, with like, you know, being friends with people that are different race or different color than I am. Yeah. Cause, you know, I grew up with like my Spanish friend and like, you know, his parents weren't even from the same country yeah. as mine. And, you know, we got along so well. Yeah, that is cool.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I was going to say like that we've kind of gotten off topic a little bit. But at the same time, we, I don't think so because. You could probably tie racial differences back into like different superstitions that people have had, yeah, like, from history.
0: Well, like a superstition is like probably could be like another. Oh, uh, uh, like racism could stem from that. Like, yeah, well, uh, uh, that's what say, I'm saying. Like, yeah. uh, d- like uh, black people are thieves or something like that. You could probably make something like you could derive that from like a superstition that people had about black people or something like that. Like a a thing that you would stereotype could stem from something that could be made from a superstition. Right. Exactly. Black people or African people or like any race, any Italians, Italians, Italian people are loud. They were persecuted. Yeah. Uh, Every Italian person. Like I understand where the, like the Italian people are loud thing Mm -hmm. comes from because I have two close friends. One is um, my my former boss Mario. Hi Mario. Uh, he was from Sicily. He's not that loud. He doesn't yell or scream or anything like that. Right. And then I have um, another guy, my former personal trainer, Stefano. He he wasn't loud, and he was from Naples. So like he had a person from Sicily and a person from Naples in like the mainland Italy, and both of them were reasonably toned. Right. I think that's just like a, an American. Probably. Thing. But yeah, you
1: like you said, you could probably tie any one of them back to like some sort of superstition or, you know, some sort of like cultural belief that, that they had.
0: Or like just flat out, like a cultural misunderstanding.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. That was a episode on superstition and random ramblings with your host, the mighty coleslaw. And my co-host, Mandrew. Be sure to check us out on our newly added Facebook page and Instagram.
1: Yep, that's right. Just go to at the mighty Slawcast. That's at the mighty Slawcast. Also, be sure to check us out anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: Might want to list them off just in case we're our newbies. For our noobs, we're available on
1: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast,
0: Pocket Casts,
1: and I think that's it.
0: Yeah. All right. So this has been the Mighty Coleslaw signing off.